I'm Haley. And I'm Amanda. And we're Haley and Amanda. And you're listening to the Haley and Amanda podcast. Call us lazy. Or creative, because we, we are, are both. We're lazy. That's something to be proud of. Oh, are we lazy. We can't even think of a name for our podcast other than our own names. Mm-mm. That's kind of creative. Yeah. Because who else has our names? No one. people. Yeah, but we talked about this. Mine's unique. I know so many people who spell their name like you. You do not. I know one other girl that I went to college with. One other girl. Anyways. uh, Guys, we are so excited today because we have a great guest on. And she is actually a joyologist. That sounds like she knows everything about joy. And she knows a lot because we got some great nuggets from her. We really did. Oh, we got to do our pledge. I know. I I was going to interrupt you, but you were really on a roll. Don't interrupt me. I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, are you ready? I know you. Are you ready for the pledge? I am ready. Okay. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United Mates in America, and rarely in public is where we stand, one friendship, under God, indivisible, live purdy, and just us for all. But this week... Amen. But don't interrupt me. Hallelujah. (laughs) Wait, before we get into the episode, though, uh, with, uh, with Trisha Huffman, can... Can we tell the um, listeners where, where we're going to be this week whenever the episode comes out on Monday? I, I think we can. We are, s- Haley's birthday is this month, and we are celebrating by doing a baby getaway. Yeah, but not so baby. No, it's not. So we are scared of the virus. We're those people, and we're careful, and we've been quarantined since March 14th. <laughs> like, truly, when I say quarantine, we have not left our houses except for our small circle of our family and each other. Um, like, going over to our parents' houses, our siblings, that's it. And so, we, like, get our groceries delivered. We've, I, we barely go out even to run errands unless mm-hmm. it's very emergency. So, we've been home. Yeah, and we're sick of it. We're, s- I'm sick. I know, and we love where we live, but also there's not a lot of nature and stuff here, and it's so hot. So, where are we going? To the hottest place on the planet, Arizona. (laughs) (laughs) No, we decided to do a little getaway for Haley's birthday to celebrate, and we're going to Lake Powell in Page, Arizona, and it's at the border of Arizona and Utah, and it is go- gorgeous. Yo, we're going to post some videos of it. Obviously, when we're there, we're going to be posting about it this week. But Google it. Google. D- Google. That's we what always we say, say that to each like other. Go, girl. Yeah. Google. Yeah. <laughs> it, gross. It's gross. It sounds like it's you're saying with an accent. It's worse than live party. Google. Google. <laughs> So yeah, Google Lake Powell, and we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna and Google <laughs> and Goo Girl. <laughs> so we're going to like take the dogs, take Maris. Oh my gosh! You like how I said Maris gets after to the come. dogs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, we were gonna make it a girls' trip, and the Maris was like, "I can help with the dogs. I can cook you guys meals. I'll I'll take drive. Care. I'll drive you." And we're like, "Yes, please." Yep. And so we are going 
um, together on a little road trip, and then we're going to go, like, paddle boarding with the pepperonis. Let's see how this goes. It might be really... Um, Wet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay, because it's going to be so hot. So, we're really excited to let our eyes see something other than our houses. Yeah, follow along for this. We're going to be posting about it a lot on our stories. Um, but today, today we have a great interview with uh, a woman named Trisha Huffman, who we actually came across on social media. Yes, we were um, looking for some interesting people to follow, and we saw her, like, her little logo, and it says, Your Joyologist. And, of course, since our podcast is about joy and inspiration, we were like, oh, my gosh, we've got to talk to this girl. Never thought she'd actually come on our podcast, but she did. But the girl did, and she is a speaker, a writer, a coach, a mentor. She also has an app of like, it's like a deck of cards of daily affirmations. She has her own podcast called Called claim Claim it, It, which is very inspiring and good. She, she also interviews great people on there. And then she has a uh, product line of all positive sayings on her products that are really cute. You should look at her shop and then um, you can follow her on Instagram at your joyologist you can follow her youtube channel or join her newsletter she's got a lot of yes, stuff going on and her youtube uh channel she does something called call bullshit where she calls bullshit on all kinds of things that we kind of tell ourselves about self-care and joy and fear and stuff and she just calls them right out so we're really excited to have her on we hope you guys enjoy the interview and that you follow along with her because she has a lot of great insight and a lot of cool things coming down the pipeline of what she's doing. But we had a great time meeting her. It was kind of cool to meet somebody just over social media. And let's jump into the interview with uh, Trisha Huffman. Your joyologist. Okay, today we have Trisha Huffman. Whoop, whoop. And she is from Nashville, Tennessee, or she's, that's where she's living. I'm California. Sorry. Okay, can I start over? Yes. I guess, yeah. I, I guess when I was reading about like all of, okay, can I just start over? Is it, but wait, where'd you get that from? Yeah, I don't know. I, I was I like, think I, I think I 100% assumed that because, because of your of sound engineer and your husband, right. a touring musician, and everything. You just we, like, we live in the other music world, LA or California, yeah, outside of LA, but yeah, but that's funny, yeah. Like, go to ten, I, I love that. Would I assume, I mean, okay. Nashville is like the second biggest hub, so yeah, I think it's funny that I you was thinking, that. did I misread over a whole portion of her bio? Honestly, <laughs> I was like, do you have the right person? You might I think <laughs> that I might be an expert interviewer. I come, <laughs> I come so prepared, and I'm very so proud of my skills, so. We I'm have not funded at all. I was just like, not from Nashville. Mm-mm, this girl, Trisha Yearwood. <laughs> That's who I thought it was. I was Trisha Yearwood. She's a country singer. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, so Trisha, the joyologist. We uh, we found Trisha on social media, scrolling through, looking for special people, and your icon popped out. Because it says your joyologist. And we were like, yes, we're so drawn to this since we're all about joy and inspiration. So can you kind of tell us about where the term joyology, joyologist came from for you? 
Yeah. So that term was just like thrown at me. Um, and I honestly was at first like, okay. Uh, but it stuck cause it is very fitting. So yeah, I used to be a, a live touring sound engineer and, um, went through, I had my, all my own personal like ahas with life and, you know, just really choosing to do my life my own way and take care of myself very well because I battled having fibromyalgia was a diagnosis I got when I was 18. So anyway, I almost committed suicide when I was 15. I did a lot to take care of my own mind and my own body so that I was really showing up for life. And I was living my dream. My father passed away suddenly, um, when I was 27. And at that time I was like on top of the world. Like I had toured with Dolly Parton, like how much bigger could you get? Honestly, you know, yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) like, but, um, so I was living my dream life, but my father passed away. It really woke me up to the fact of like, I just kept seeing people walking through life you know, like unconscious, unhappy, even the people that I worked for, you know, I was living my biggest dream doing sound, this thing that I worked so hard to do that I didn't even know what it was called. And then before I was just like, I want to do that thing. I went to concerts and would see that person and then like made it happen. And I'm working for, you know, these people that they're really living their biggest dreams. Like they're writing these songs and singing them to the world, selling them out around the world. Fans are dying. They can high on dying to meet them, (laughs) fly on a private jet, buy the same pair of shoes over and over again, not knowing they had them. Like they had it all. (laughs) And, um, I've never done that. That's for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and then like, so even seeing them, these people that have it all are still not feeling fulfilled. You know, they still are like looking for a, another level of success. They're still not feeling enough. They're living in doubts and fears daily. And like the shoulds, what should I do next? What this, what's, you know, my next, like, how should I look on stage? Whatever. And I was just like over it. And so I, I stopped touring and I was, was just like, I know I have to do more with my life. And I didn't know what that was, but I just like wanted to shake people and be like, live your life. You don't know what's going to happen. Like my father just ha- died of some weird accident. You don't know, you know, you always say, Oh, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Bus could hit you. Like, like I was like, for real, you don't know what's going to happen. I just wanted to shake people up and I didn't know what to do, but because I had started in that world, the music world and the touring world, I, that's where I started my new work was coming to work on for the artist. So I created a position for myself and I didn't have a title for it. I was just like, I'm going to come back on on tour and I'm going to take care of the artists and other people on tour, but primarily like focus on the artists and make their dressing room nice. I'm going to make them delicious food to eat. I'm going to lead them through yoga. I got certified as a yoga teacher. And I'm also going to be the person that's like talking to them that when they get upset and the doors are slammed and everybody's walking on eggshells and I'm going to go in and talk with them. So sort of be like a coach for them and work them through their issues and get them in integrity with themselves and make Mm. sure that they're actually enjoying their life because also their energy affected everybody else on the tour, you know, like whoever, a person of power, position, boss, anywhere, you know, like their energy affects everyone. So I went out on tour with this role and the production manager was just like, okay, so Trisha's the joyologist. He just said that term and that's where it came from. Oh, and at first I was a little like uneasy because in my mind it felt like too hippie or something. And I was like, no, I'm like, let's rock and roll chick. But I also was like into <laughs> natural eating and yoga and med- like affirmations. So yeah, obviously I, I was, I was, you know, like steering that way, but I was so like attached to my identity as like, 
I'm a rock and roll sound engineer. <laughs> um, but the term has stayed once I built a website, once I started products, you know, the app, everything. Now, yeah, my, my social media used to go by being Trisha and I switched it to my main account is your geologist. And, mm-hmm. um, it, you know, and it was just like feeling like it's still just, I, I do. I love the term, even though I'm sure people would be like, what is this your draws? Cause especially when I can comment on other people's, you know, I can follow funny people and leave a comment and I'm like, realize like, oh, people are seeing your joyologist right. commenting. Like, what does that mean? Who is that? Like, so I can sometimes get st- duck in what is that what do people think about that and I'm just like who fucking cares I think that it's right. like joy like hopefully it's it's yeah. sparking an intrigue in joy totally. like I love I the joy name. me too <laughs> it's such a it's such a cool term and I feel like it says enough but it also is intriguing enough like you were saying people see it and they're like what is your joyologist but you also know kind of some idea of what it's going to be about I think it's very genius good job uh, production guy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, and it's like my long answer on where that term came from was a brief history. <laughs> it's interesting because, you know, you're saying that you didn't really have a name for your position you created, but you were doing all these things to like help the well being of the artist. But it's interesting that someone from the outside associated all of that with that term. No, it's yeah. so funny. Because one reason we started the podcast is because we are so passionate about joy and inspiration, but it's so hard to define the word joy. Everybody, when you say it, you like get this kind of feeling or you think of something or something comes or, over you. Or but people just initially relate it to like happiness and it's much more than that. And so one thing that we want to ask you is something that we see coming up over and over when we talk about joy with other people that we interview uh, as well in our own findings is that joy and being present go hand in hand. And even on your website, Trisha, you said it's about being in the now and being that enoughness and and everything, finding the joy in the now. And so I know that that's part of your uh, philosophy. Can you kind of talk to us about why do you think those two things, joy and being present in the now, go hand in hand? Yeah. And I love that you identified that because, yeah, I was like nodding my head like, yeah, like it's really like when I'm yeah, it is hard to define joy. But yeah, when I think of it, it's just like this clean and clear space, like, you know, like energy that you feel. And yeah, and so and that's what a lot of my mission is. And my my podcast is called claim it is that, again, like what I was seeing back then and still see daily, even in my own life that I have to call myself out on is that we are constantly put in this like, okay, I'll feel enough once. Like I'll feel enough once I lose the 10 pounds, once I have this job, once this mm-hmm. friend replies back to me, once I guess this many likes or, and it can, a lot of times it's unconscious. We don't realize you're like sitting there waiting for that, but we're often living into some sort of lack and judging ourselves and being in comparison, mm-hmm. you know, like waiting for this. I'll feel successful, fulfilled once I have this, once I do this, once all these things come together, once we're allowed to like, you know, go to COVID is gone once these things happen. And like, yes, those things will, you know, add to your joy. But if you're constantly putting it outside of yourself, then you're just like going to constantly seeking it. So that that's Mm. my thing is that you have to claim it. You have to claim your joy every day. You have to claim your worth, your value, your enoughness, your success, fulfillment. And can be like, well, how do I do that? I mean, the key is then just bringing it back to being present. That is that, that is even something that I can be aware of that I am somehow seeking and that I want that. 
So I want to choose to feel that. I want to claim that. And it sounds like too confusing. Like, how can you do that? But if you just are bringing yourself to that presence of, I want this, I'm going to choose to feel this. I claim this for myself. You're transforming your energy just by paying attention to that. Whoa. Well, and you know what this reminds me of? Because first of all, that is just, that's such, that's such an important thing for people to realize. I think, you know, sometimes we're on autopilot and people don't realize what, how they're approaching things. And I think, so that's, that's really powerful. And something that goes hand in hand with that is we've been recently really into reading and, and being a part of, um, the poet, David White. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's a very famous poet. Oh my gosh. You would be obsessed. I might like have seen his stuff, but just don't like know that I know it. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you have. And we're, we've been doing this online class that he's been, um, doing through August, but he said something in last week's class that really shook us that, and it goes with what you're saying. It's where he was saying, you are we're actually at your most marvelous when you were not yet where you wanted to be. And it's that idea when you, when you had the, that initial simple wish, he actually said, you know, Mm. it's that like tiny little thing inside of us that, and it's also what you're, you were saying about putting it outside of yourself. It's actually something that is inside of us and it's that pure simple wish and then all the rest kind of just it starts to come to fruition yes there's some sort of destination out there but and also sorry I kind of interrupted you no no no. yeah but it's it's also that in the moment feeling of you're you, you might have desires for the future but being in the 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 grunt of it, like the work of whatever you're doing, that's actually when you're your most marvelous. So yeah, no, I totally love that concept. And what I heard when you said that quote was like, you know, it's like the spark of possibility that comes up. It's like, even if right after that, the doubt fear, how am I going to do this? Blah, blah, blah. It's going to be so hard, this much work. It's like that spark of possibility. And also I always remind myself in like, and others, but all of my work is basically me calling myself out of my own (laughs) bullshit thoughts. And then because I know that everybody else is having them, but it's Uh, like, totally, you know, the space, like I am always come alive in the doing, like whatever it is. Like right now I'm working on my writing my first book and it can seem, it's the biggest thing I want to do. I want to do it so bad. I'm so passionate about it. Right. But of course, then like, I'll do it later. Let me do these. Let me, um, I think I need to clean first. You know, like, I don't like to clean, like, like, you know, the putting the things off that we want so bad because there's so much in there, the pressure that totally, but once I actually just get into it and start doing it, then it's like, I'm alive. I'm free. I'm present. I'm in the joy. I'm in the moment. So it's like, yeah, that in the doing it's there, but we stop ourselves with all these fears and judgments and comparison. And that I've been noticing lately, like we're constantly like robbing ourselves of our own joy. Yeah. And judge the fear of being judged, I think, is one of the biggest reasons for that. Absolutely. We were we we were talking with another guest about how, you know, joy is something that you find within yourself, you know, that someone else can't give you or take away from you. But you can take it away from yourself. And, yeah. And that's like really interesting to think about. Well, and because in on your your whole philosophy, whenever we were reading about it, like you were saying, 
being in the now. So if you're too much thinking about the future and all of the things that you want to accomplish, but you're comparing to other people and you're, you, you kind of like what you're saying, you get overwhelmed and stop yourself, um, from ever starting. But then you also say, um, being in that feeling of like, well, my past also ruined stuff for me or like, I, I wasn't, I didn't get what was owed to me or, you know, and it's also, it can be the opposite of like living in the past of things that didn't happen or that you felt like you should, should have happened to you. So it, it is that idea of things in the past, being in the past or the future rob you of joy because it's in the yeah. now. Yeah, no, totally. And I would, I would love to tell you like my biggest, you know, aha around catching myself when I'm in this fear of judgment is what I realized is because it's so big, like it keeps us from doing so much, you know, like I sometimes realize I like flash back to this moment when I was at this event and it was like amazing music and meant to be dancing, but I like, wasn't, I was in like, Oh, I don't know. I don't, you know, like just after having a couple kids, like being out again and not spending money on clothes and also whatever, like, I think I was caught up in like, what do I look like? I don't have the right outfit. I'm not a good dancer, like all of these things. And then, but like trying, I wasn't allowing myself to fully enjoy the moment. And now when I listen to that music, I dance. So like, I'm like, and I keep flashing back to that moment. And it was like, I was robbing myself of my own joy because I was stuck in this fear of judgments. So what will people think? And what I'm now like able to get myself out of those fears is because I ask myself, well, I see that a judgment can never have power over you unless it's something you believe to be true. Mm-hmm. So can you say when that I, again? Yeah, about this yeah. That's really good. A judgment can only have power over you if it's something that you believe to be true. So this means whether somebody is telling you like, oh, that doesn't look good. You you guys are never going to like have a successful podcast or whatever it is. That book's not going to be, you know, that's a terrible outfit. You don't look good enough. But most of the times it's within our own heads, this fear of being judged. And some people might be looking at me and thinking that's a terrible outfit and, you know, whatever. But most likely they're too caught up in their own bullshit. I hope I can cuss. I never asked you guys that. <laughs> um, but you know, like, so catching yourself when I'm in this, oh, this, what do I think? Then I get to ask myself, is this really what I believe? Do I really believe that like I'm not worthy of having a good time or like I'm not worthy of being out because I don't have like a newer expensive outfit because I'm 10 pounds more than I used to be because I might not be as good of a dancer as those people. So you get, it makes me question my mm. thoughts because there's a little bit of truth in them. Of course, they're coming in your mind, but right, also like right. to be okay with that. Instead of making yourself feel even worse and robbing yourself of more joy and going into more judgment, question that. Oh, so I'm being afraid of being judged right now. I'm being judged. Is this really what I believe to be true? And like I said, even if it's something you somewhat do, then the second question is, is this what I want to believe? Like just Mm. asking yourself, is this what I want to believe? Is this what I want to believe? Like I'm not worthy of being out in public right now. I'm not worthy of dancing because of my outfit. And, because of and, what and I wear? No. Because of my dance skills? Who cares? Yeah. Like, well, you know, and, so that's how I get back to being in joy and stop robbing myself from it. I really relate to robbing this. And I think a lot of women do. No, I, lo- I love that because, I mean, Haley and I were just talking, it's about to be that time of month. And <laughs> we're bloating about 10 pounds each. I'm kidding. No. But like, we, you know, we were, we're, we're going to go to the lake, the secluded like kind of area of the lake. And I was like, it's just, 
getting in my swimsuit. And I think so many women feel like you're not worthy of it going to enjoy this event because you're, who cares? You know, it's like that, It that it's even, I mean, we're not going to act on that, but that even it was an idea or thought in our mind is frustrating, you know, but I like that yeah. you're saying it's not strange that we have those thoughts in our head, but instead of just like letting them fester or even instead of sweeping them under the rug, let's look at it. And then ask ourselves the second question is, do I really want to believe this about myself? And then debunked it. Yeah. Like, I don't go enjoy the lake because I'm feeling bloated. Are you serious? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, this, it's not our fault that we have these thoughts. Like, the society has made us be so judgmental of ourselves and feel like we have to fit in these boxes and be a certain way. And so it's like also that than asking like, oh, okay, so this is a thought in my own head. This is me judging myself. The only way it has power for me if I believe it to be true. Is this what I want to believe to be true? No, it is not. It is not what I want to believe to be true. And then you can take it the next question is like, what do I want to believe? I want to believe that I can have fun no matter what I'm wearing. I want to believe that I'm allowed to be in public no matter like what my body size is. You know, like whatever. It's like that serious. So like asking myself like, is this really what I believe? Is this what I want to believe? What do I want to believe? And then you can create your own affirmation from that too. Like, totally. I am worthy of dancing no matter what my outfit looks like, you know, like whatever thing is. It, it's such a simple idea and yet it and is. Process. Yeah. And process. I don't mean like it's a simple idea. It just, it's, it's so funny that it's not so commonplace. You know what I'm saying? To think and, and go through this thought process. So I, I love that you are doing what you're doing because I think it's so important for people to hear, but we, we want to hear how you define joy because we think it's interesting because it is kind of an elusive word to define. And we just want to hear how you've chosen to define it as the joyologist. Yeah, no pressure. <laughs> I know, I know. It is. I was like, yeah, as soon as you said to define it, I was all like, oh, I don't even know. You know, it's to me, hard. It, it's such more like it's a feeling. And like I said, the feel to me just feels like free and spacious and alive those are the terms that are coming up free spacious alive I would you know very much in line with bliss yeah love that it's true when you're in joy you're feeling free bird and and there's no space for judgments in there if you're feeling free then you're kicking those judgments out (laughs) that they're robbing you of your joy and we noticed that well, and you said how you started off, you were on tour with creative musicians and stuff, and that you coach, if we're not wrong, you coach people now even, and most of them tend to be creatives. That's kind of your focus? Yeah, um, I do go back and forth. I, yeah, so I still work with artists and creatives that like I used to on the road, and I still love that because I feel like I understand them and their worlds and that again I know that a lot of people unfortunately are not honest and real with these people mm-hmm. um and so I still do that and then I do I like I will I will open up like group coaching programs and sometimes one-on-one work with a like I don't want to say like all sorts of types of people right <laughs> like, yeah. like everyday people are like whatever too so yeah but I still do work with um people in the entertainment industry and that so still feels like home to me Yeah, I was about to say, you're drawn to it because you feel so familiar to it. Or do you feel like creatives go through a different process of this this experience with you? 
So I don't feel they go through a different process. My is more that they almost uh, go through it at a heightened level because they're Mm -hmm. definitely still facing the same things that we all are as humans, no matter what your career or age or whatever it is. But yeah, like a lot of times because of the the pressure that comes from the outside world and themselves to be creating and then putting that out in the world. And then, you know, also there's a lot of times people that are simply want to be creatives and love that, but also maybe don't love being in the public eye and doing a million interviews about that song that brings them so much joy over and over and over again. So yeah. And just like I said, and because that was like my home for so many years. And so I do feel like I have a different viewpoint on what their lives are actually like. We're going to take a quick break from our interview with Trisha Huffman, the joyologist to hear from our sponsors this week, which is Duo Lipas by Dua Lipa. Are you tired of your thin lips and people calling you thin patties? I'm Dua Lipa, and I'm here to show you my new lip kit, Duo Lipa. It's a lip liner and a lip gloss that will double the size of your lips. You won't believe it. Double your pleasure, double your fun. All you need to do is line your lips to make them look luscious and full with this gorgeous formula. So smooth. It goes on like butter. Then all you need to do is fill in a little bit on your lips to give it that totally seamless look. Use our one-of-a-kind lip gloss and this is where it happens ladies. I did a full 180. This lip kit will make your lips look larger than life. Luscious lipas. Do a lipa. You look like Ronald McDonald. More like you have an STD. Well, it may enhance your lips, but it will definitely give you STDs. Yeah, her lips ended up looking like she did have an STD. I mean, but I guess they won't call her. <laughs> oh, thin patties? Maybe Great. that's where she got it. <laughs> uh, no, guys, uh, if you're looking for a great lip kit, Lip kit. Just go and buy this. You can find it on our Instagram. Watch the commercial for Dua Lipa's Dua Lipa's. <laughs> double <laughs> the your pleasure, pleasure, double your fun, fun double your, your lips. lips. <laughs> Not it's your real hips. fun. Yeah, that rhyme. Double your pleasure, double your fun, double your lips. It's real yeah. fun. Yeah, because you know, fun rhymes with fun. <laughs> Let's get back to our interview with Trisha Huffman, the joyologist. And one thing that we've seen um, that we love is your product line that you have with, you know, inspirational quotes and and then your affirmation app where it's like a, a deck where every day you have a new kind of affirmation. And so since that's a huge part of your brand too and what you do, um, how do you personally stay in that? Um, kind of like becoming state where you are always like working on yourself and staying inspired. Like, what do you do personally to stay inspired? I mean, it's mainly just being mindful of my thoughts. That is really all it is. I mean, I have to, again, take care of myself and my body and make sure I'm getting rest. And that means saying no to things and making sure, you know, that it's much too, like I would love to, that's also means saying no saying no to things that I want to do and that are awesome because, but knowing what my energy is like and 
if I say yes to everything, then I won't be my best present self when I, you know, if I say yes to everything, then I'm not going to be the best version of myself when I show up for the things. Right. So managing a lot of that. So yeah, I mean, it's a lot of uh, self-care, but I like to always say that self-care can be a real pain in the ass because like, yeah, that means like you're putting yourself to bed on time. You're waking up early to do yoga. You're calling yourself out on your shitty thoughts. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, the key for it is really me paying attention to what I'm thinking. And I also, that year when I left sound and my father passed away and I didn't know what I was going to do, but I wanted, you know, like felt this call to like change people's lives. I felt this voice somewhere within that told me to stop using the word should. And I did not think I was someone that lived a life of shoulds at all. I was like, hello, I'm like this rock and, you know, I've like done all these things. I'm badass and whatever. I don't live a life of shoulds, but I actually chose to cut the word out of my vocabulary. And I had no idea until I did that, how ingrained it was in my vocabulary and how often we say and use the word. And that made me so mindful of everything I was saying just by paying attention to that one word. But it also really took my power back and it shifts my attention constantly. So even though I don't use the word, I feel the pressure of shoulds daily. But again, since I'm so in tune with it, then I'm able to see like, where is this coming from? What is the motivation and why I feel I should, oh, I should post on social media or I should, I should have gotten a response yet. Then I'm constantly able to tune into the energy, even though I don't know, use the word. And when I cut it out, I switched it out for want. So in the many basic ways we use it daily, what should I eat today? What do I want to eat today? What should I wear today? What do I want to eat today? What should I, like we use it all the time. And by switching that word out for want, it constantly made me come back to me. Like I feel now that should has us outsourcing all of our life choices, even like, Oh, how should I better myself? I should meditate. I should be doing this, you know, like even positive, how should I be? We should change your life by doing this ways that we're overwhelming ourselves. So what brings it back to me and brings it back to my, like, what is my intention? Your constant, like I'm able to really tap into my intuition and trust myself and come back to myself because I'm always asking myself, what do I want? And not what should I do? It's a very small thing, but it's huge. And that's what yeah. my whole, that's what my book is, is about eliminating the word should from your life and the life changing oh effects of it. <laughs> Any idea when that book's going to drop? <laughs> probably drop because the of the publishing, probably because of the publishing industry, I would say 2021 or 22. I'm just finishing up the proposal that's going to be going out to publishers in the next couple of weeks. But yeah, I'm going for a traditional publishing deal because I want it to get as much, um, yeah, she get out in the world as much as possible. To. Yeah, it's not that she should, but she, she wants, wants that. <laughs> well, if we if we could ask you like your top tip to give our listeners about huh? how to stay growing towards their best selves, or uh, or if you want to do it about like how to to find that joy within, uh, what would be like your top number one tip? The top tip would be cutting out shoulds. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. It's honestly like, it is so life-changing. And again, I feel like many people might dismiss it because it seems like, again, they might think I don't live a life of shoulds. I didn't either, but you, you we were use the word constantly and I'll even be in conversation with someone and tell them about it. And they'll be like, Oh, I'm going to, that changed my life. I'm going to definitely do that. And then within the next five minutes of conversations, they've said should like seven times. Like they don't realize it. 
Right. So again, like it makes you take your power back because you're stopping. It slows everything down. We're on autopilot. We're, you know, living all these subconscious thoughts of what we should do, look like, be. But it's also like it just makes you slow down and think about what you're actually saying, which then makes you think about what you're actually thinking, which like I said, so it's transforms so many things. You're actually like asking yourself questions again. What do I want? Why am I doing this? Like what motivates it? But then it like it makes you by focusing on one word, you're suddenly aware of everything. Like yeah. that's why I feel I'm so mindful of my thoughts from just paying attention to that one word that it, now I'm mindful of everything that happens up there. It kind of takes you off autopilot. Yeah. Fully takes you off autopilot. Yeah. I feel like a, a lot of stuff that you've said the whole time is about like bringing it back inward, back to yourself, to that simple initial wish to you know the joy that's inside and um we we started this podcast and we you and we heard you say it a few times actually on your podcast and today you use the phrase aha moments a lot and we we decided to um when we started our podcast because our names are Haley and Amanda H&A to make ha ah moments um because we really wanted to highlight holding joy and inspiration and that self-growth towards your best self at the same time. So when you listen to our episodes, we hope you go, ha, 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 ah. <laughs> so good. No, I'm all for that because I'm the same way. And I'll be like, yeah, like a lot of my podcasts, it's like deep stuff where I'm like crying and then you're laughing the next moment. Like it right. is. And that's also finding the joy you've been in. We're all like, there's a lot of hardships in life. There's a lot really? of messed up stuff. It sucks that we do have these judgmental thoughts about ourselves. And instead of making it feel so much harder and so much yes. worse, like, you know, like finding like, okay, let's laugh at that and like to trans transform it, not laugh at it and push it down. But like, wow, that sucks that we're so mean to ourselves. Like, why do we do that? But like, I don't know. I'm all about, well, yeah. Like, and I like that about your content it. because you are really real about the stuff you're experiencing and it's super relatable and you're not like this up on a pedestal type of person who's like, I've figured it out and here's the keys. And it's, I just really enjoy your content. And so enjoy. If our, if our listeners wanted to follow you, what, what is the best way for them to stay up with what you're doing? Yeah, I'm lots of places. I'm primarily uh, most active on Instagram at my at your joyologist account. There's okay. also at your joyologist shop and claim it. But yeah, at your joyologist on Instagram is um, very, very active. And yeah, I put out YouTube videos that also go live on IGTV every, um, most every Wednesday that are like, I call bullshit that are calling bullshit on like these things that hold us back. And I, yeah, I plan on making a book out of those one day too, because I'm like, sure? a lot of that stuff that I've, no, sorry. <laughs> I said, really? I'm oh, only sorry. pointing it out because I only point it out when we have no, a conversation. I heard it. But don't be I upset with it. yourself. I'm glad you did. Most people wouldn't even be aware that. <laughs> I want to say that less. <laughs> you should. Amanda. <laughs> well, anyways, Trisha, thank you so much for talking with us today. We really enjoyed, I, I mean, you know, it is it is kind of a strange thing to never have met in person and to uh, connect this way. I think some people think that might be strange, but honestly, it, it's been such a joy talking to you and just 
um, what you're doing is so positive and important. And thank you for making the time for our little podcast. And you can, you know, come on any old time you want. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. Thanks for having me. And yeah, it was so fun talking with both of you and yeah, not knowing you at all, but you guys have such great energy and I love what you're doing and sharing. So thank Thank you. you. Well, that was a great interview and we hope you guys enjoyed it. Enjoy. One of my favorite parts was about examining that inner Uh, voice that's telling you what people are going to judge you on and then deciding like do do I I believe that yeah do I want to or what would I rather believe because guess what we're going to go to the lake Lake Powell and I want (laughs) to I want to believe that I deserve (laughs) to have a great time on the lake even if I'm bloating on my period I can believe that for you thank you I need that well we hope you guys enjoyed uh, Trisha Huffman again go follow her on any of her social media the joyologist and, and I highly recommend listening to her podcast or getting some of her products or going to the app because the truth is that we all need to remind ourselves and daily affirm ourselves that we can have joy and have it and are worthy of it and that we're enough so guys We would love for you to review, rate this podcast. If you like it, share it with your friends, share it on social media. We have so much fun making these episodes each week and also getting to interview such interesting, cool people. We have some great um, people that we're interviewing coming up that we're excited about and also some um, part twos of what we started a couple weeks ago. So please stay tuned, follow our Instagram and let us know what you like. We're always trying to get better. We hope you guys have a great week and you feel joyful and inspired. So live party.